With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, Ducks fans. Welcome to another episode of the Quack Report and also music fans. Yeah. Thank you for joining us because today is an exclusive uh, pre-recorded, obviously, because as we said before, we're away. So no relevant talk. So if anything cool happened in, I don't know, whatever the games, I don't even remember what the games are that we uh, would happen. <laughs> I guess the Arizona one and the St. Louis one and the New Jersey one. If anything cool happened, don't expect us to talk about it here because yeah. we're... We're, we're pre-recording this, so <laughs> we're record we're pre-recording this on Halloween. So yeah, <laughs> big day, yeah. big day for the Quack Report on, on this day. Um, yeah. So we are talking exclusively music this time. Um, so hopefully, it is uh, still interesting to some of you guys. As we said before, we are talking about a band from Orange County, so it might be a little bit relevant for our listeners that are are actually in Anaheim, but I guess you also kind of have to like this kind of music as well. So if you haven't figured it out already from what we've been teasing on social media, uh, the band that we are going really to talk I about. Remem- I remember, really hope I remember to put those hands out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have to now. It's It's been said in the... the it's been said, the, yep. Yeah, <laughs> in the past, <laughs> I, I guess. I was going to say in the future, but yeah, the band we are talking about today is... Avenge Sevenfold. Yeah. From Orange County. Big guy. Like me some Avenge Sevenfold. Yeah. So if you hate metal music, sorry, I guess you can tune out already <laughs> after a couple <laughs> minutes because that's what we're talking about all today. Nothing else. No ducks. No what's quacking. Just Avenge Sevenfold. Yeah. Okay. Just Avenge Sevenfold. Yeah. So let's get into it. Would you like me to give a brief bio into Avenge Sevenfold? Yeah. Or yeah, go do you for it. just go into yeah. it? Okay. No, no, go for it. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So Avenge Sevenfold, this is coming from Wikipedia. So not always 100% correct, but normally the first little bit is pretty right. Avenge Sevenfold, sometimes abbreviated as A7X, is an American heavy metal band from Huntington Beach, California, formed in 1999. The band's current lineup consists of lead vocalist M. Shadows, rhythm guitarist and backing vocalist Saki Vengeance, lead guitarist and backing vocalist Sinister Gates, bassist and backing vocalist Johnny Christ, 
and drummer Brooks Wackerman. Uh, I, I love Brooks Wackerman as the name for a drummer. <laughs> right? <laughs> this works out. It's perfect, yeah. Like, you know how back in the day, like, your last name was kind of like your job? So, like, Smith came from, yeah. people, like, blacksmiths Black and stuff Smith, like that? Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like that's the case with, with this guy is, like, I don't know, his whole family just happens to be drummers or something like that. So they're like, okay, let's just, like, change our name to, to Wackerman because we, we all have, like, good rhythm or whatever. So Yeah. <laughs> Um, I will throw in as well that uh, I guess since their first album, uh, Sounding the Seventh Trumpet, in 2002, uh, they have had two other drummers as well. There was Jimmy the Rev Sullivan, uh, who unfortunately passed away in, oh God, 2008, I think, 2009, mm-hmm. um, as well as uh, Aaron Elige, uh, I think I'm saying that name right, um, who was the drummer on... Uh, the hail to the king album and a few other songs kind of here and there so mm-hmm. um they've gone through a couple drummers since uh, the revs passing but um both have been great fits i think with this band yeah, um, i mean yeah. you're a drummer so obviously you listen to that stuff and as much mm-hmm. as i'm a guitarist and whatever i find i really liked listening to the drum parts specifically mm-hmm. um and they've they've both filled the role well um, i think so yeah and brought their own kind of thing to it so mm-hmm. Yeah, because the Rev was a phenomenal drummer, and he mm-hmm. very. It's very hard as a drummer, I find, to have like a unique style. Like with guitar, you, there's tons of different players that are known for their style, like Jimi Hendrix mm-hmm. or uh, even just like the uh, the guitarists of Avenged Sevenfold, who I'm blanking on the names right Sinister now. Sinister Gates. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, like he just has a yeah. sound. Like you hear his guitar sound or, or like a riff from that song, and you just. You know you that's a Vince Sevenfold it. song. And yeah. like Guns N' Roses, ACDC, like those kind of bands. Like the guitar tones are just like so iconic. But w- with drums, I-, I find it's a little bit harder to have that mm-hmm. sound. And um, I-, I don't know. I've always found that the Rev had a very distinct character. Like his, his drumming had a very distinct character. And I, I think that mm-hmm. the next drummers have-, have really captured that. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, I forget what year it was, but I was down in Las Vegas and at the Hard Rock Hotel they had set up um, the Revs kit. I think it was from the last tour, second last tour that they had done before his passing. Mm. Um, So that was a little bit of a, uh, uh, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, I can't even think of it right now, but kind of, it was, there was some weight kind of to seeing that. Right. And, um, and being a, a, for myself, at least, as big of a fan as I am and that kind of stuff. Um, I guess nobody really sees it, especially if you're listening to the podcast. You don't see anything. Mm-hmm. But um, even if you're watching on YouTube or that, I obviously don't. Um, I have one tattoo on my shoulder. Um, and uh, it's Avenged Sevenfold lyrics, actually, as a, as a tribute mm-hmm. to my mom who passed away in 2013. So, um, you know, as, as much as I'm... We, we joke all the time. I'm the pop punk kid and everything like that, too. Uh, for myself, Avenged Sevenfold is a huge band for me, and mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoy them and that kind of stuff. And uh, I hope to see them uh, one day as well. And and that yeah, kind of that'd thing. be such so, a, a yeah. Sick show. Yeah. So just, just and, to touch uh, on that, yeah. like even though you said you're a pop punk kid, there is quite a bit of overlap between punk and, and metal music. Like, there's... oh, absolutely, yeah. And it's it's definitely heard in um, Avenged Sevenfold's riffs as well from uh, from Zachy Vengeance, the rhythm guitarist. Um, who mm-hmm. has a huge 
punk background uh yeah. in that um they recently it was uh it was i think it was it was just zach uh johnny the bassist and brooks uh just the three of them they did a cover of the myth uh the misfits um uh what's the song called i uh why am I forgetting the name? But yeah, they just did it. They did an awesome Misfits cover uh, just recently, though, and um, Zachy sings on it as well. And it resulted in a bunch of fans being like, "We want to hear more Zachy actually on the on uh, on future <laughs> releases as well." So like, not That's to take awesome. away from any shadows, but uh, Zach is a is a great as uh, a great voice. Uh, the song was Hybrid Moments, um, hmm. but yeah, they did a they did a great cover of it, and um, hmm. you know they got into the 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 misfits makeup like the the skull look and stuff like that and mm -hmm. whatnot so but yeah there's definitely that punk influence um from that and yeah they, uh, they collabed with good charlotte as well didn't they yeah they did uh that was i think that was around 2010 as well mm -hmm. um and that was i forget what album it was off the top of my head but they collaborated on a song uh called the river um, where M Shadows and Sinister Gates uh, guest like were guests on the song essentially. So yeah. M Shadows doing some lyrics, obvious or not lyrics, sorry, like like singing uh, vocals and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And um, Sin Gates throwing in a beautiful solo underneath that. Like you were kind of talking about yeah. earlier with like Sin Gates and his style on that, just being recognizable. Um, and uh, yeah, like if you're if you're true guitar junkie listen to everything like with a super keen ear and whatnot you can tell just by the tone alone actually like mm -hmm. right away it's oh that's sin gates coming in on the guitar here so and yeah. um yeah I, I love that song as well and that was the song i believe that actually got me into uh listening to good charlotte so mm -hmm. but, yeah that was one of the first ones i heard of them as well yeah so. but yeah the it's i guess the point is punk and metal aren't that that far apart and um, yeah not too far. especially especially as musicians ourselves like the i guess playing style but like i mean maybe you can speak to the guitar but with mm -hmm. uh with drums there's very i don't want to say there's very little difference but it's it's the same thing like it emphasizes speed and like just having fun and you know lots of drum fills and stuff like that so that 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 kind of overlaps and uh, from my understanding with guitar the overlap is you know just like chugging power chords and and stuff like that yeah definitely to a point i've always found though that um like say if i'm playing just for fun like some event sevenfold songs or something like that there's a lot more technicality to it um because mm -hmm. punk is very much um in its purest form just uh i mean like early punk especially in uh i guess not early punk but like kind of the resurgence of it in like the late 80s early 90s especially um on the uh the west coast there was very much just pent up aggression kind of thing and mm -hmm. um it was more as you moved into the 90s and you had um bands like green day and stuff like that uh where it started to become melodic again and a little bit more bringing in that pop edge mm -hmm. um but i mean even before that though like we were just talking about uh like the misfits right like they definitely uh had that kind of uh feel to it as well right and yeah. that sort of thing but yeah metal definitely has technicality to it mm, uh, especially tracks written by zaki vengeance and uh sinister gates for sure right or even you know mm. go to metallica records or go farther back even to black sabbath right um with uh, mm. tony iomi there uh there, there's a lot of technicality to it that and, and a lot of um, those guys are classically trained as well yeah exactly um yeah like the the big one i guess i were, we're talking about here with sin gates 
um, he had gone to, uh, he was actually in the middle of going to school as a studio guitarist um, mm-hmm. before he dropped out to, to join the band. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, and the, the amazing part for, for myself at least is that um, Sister Gates is, from what I can recall, primarily self taught. And it's even more mm-hmm. interesting considering uh, his dad, who uh, is known more around the Avenged Sevenfold uh, fan base as Papa Vengeance, um, or Papa Gates, sorry, uh, is uh, Brian Hayner Sr. And uh, most audiences would probably know him better as Guitar Guy, who has hopped on Jeff Dunham tours, uh, the the comedian ventriloquist mm-hmm. um that's sin gates dad which i think is fucking hilarious <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> um i i loved what i realized that connection there mm-hmm. but yes uh papa gates is um a studio musician as well and has been on so many different records um including Avenged sevenfold ones actually uh they'll they'll bring in papa gates and be like hey do you want to put down this solo kind of thing teach it to him mm-hmm. or whatever and uh, and and he plays it, so it's not always Sin. Actually, like it's it's mm-hmm. it's written by Sin, but some of those solos are uh, his dad, actually, which I think is really is hilarious. Cool, so. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, just the fact that you know his his dad is such an amazing guitarist, and he still was self taught in that kind mm-hmm. of thing, and, and is uh, arguably one of the uh, greatest guitarists in all, I'll say since 2000 kind of thing, right? Like in the, in the new uh, millennia, this, the modern era. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So is that, de- is definitely up there and, um, and yeah, it's definitely had a huge influence on, uh, you know, guitarists that we've seen come out lately. So, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. Do you want to get into our list here? Yeah, let's do it. Do okay. we want to start with honorable mentions or do we want to go into the uh, list first uh, and then pull out honorable yeah, mentions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think we can start with some honorable mentions. Yeah. Okay, I'll let you go first. Sure. So uh, my honorable mention, we, we kept it to one. I, I would have had more, but... Um, <laughs> we, we could have had like a top 15 each, but we wanted to keep this oh, yeah. a little condensed. Yeah, exactly. That, that's part of the fun of it is... is Trying to narrow it down to okay, what is what is the best? Because we can sit here yeah. all day and be like, oh, what about this song? What about this song? Oh, this was a good song. Oh, this is a pretty deep cut here. So, um, so yeah, my my uh, honorable mention here, the one that I would have liked to to make the list, but just didn't quite make the cut, is uh, critical acclaim. It is the oh, it's the opener, right, off the self titled. Uh, yes, it is. Yeah, I just wanted to yeah. confirm. So the opener off the self-titled um, album, their fourth studio album, I believe. Um, yeah, yes. yeah, um, yeah. And yeah, I I just love this one. The uh, again because I'm a drummer and I, I kind of most of these songs that I pick are based off of the, the drums, <laughs> honestly. So critical acclaim to me is is a super fun song to play, um, and. Yeah, I, I just think it really encapsulates the opener, and especially because it's on the self-titled uh, album. Like, mm-hmm. to me, a self-titled album is like this is this is what we are. This is our band, and uh, most of the time, it's your first album, and it's like okay, this is this is what we do as a band. This is mm-hmm. our introduction, kind of, and everything else that follows that is pretty close to that uh, that first album, mostly. Um, but having your fourth album be your self-titled one, I, I think when you do that, it's like, okay, this is this is the sound that we want. Like this is 
what we want our legacy to be. That's that's what it says to me. So mm-hmm. it's as the opener of the self-titled album, it has to be a, a good song and it has to be like, this is Avenged Sevenfold in its purest form. And so to me, that's, I, I think what this song does and what, that's what it is. It's especially with how good, um, and we'll get into this a little bit later, how good they are at writing album openers. This is to me, the album opener of Avenged Sevenfold. Mm-hmm. So in my, yeah, opinion. absolutely. Yeah. You're, uh, you're definitely, uh, it's definitely up there for the openers for sure. I mean, you no, could make arguments. The for opener. So, you can make arguments for so <laughs> many, but it's I'll, I'll give it top three for sure. It and it I'm only saying the, that because it changes day after day for me. That's that's fair. <laughs> it goes, yeah, goes in waves. I was, so. I, I was just hoping I could stir a little bit of controversy <laughs> from you because it's uh it's a yeah, little sometimes more fun you're right, way, sometimes so. you're not. So, but it, it all just depends on what, what it all depends on what I'm listening to that day. <laughs> yeah, no, that that's totally fair. So, like like they have some good openers from other albums, and and we will get to those. But yeah, the, uh, yeah, I don't know. To me, it's like. Even if it's you don't say it's the best Avenged Sevenfold opener, it's at least the the one that is like Avenged Sevenfold as an opener. Yeah, like that's this is what you expect. This is what we do with openers. So yeah, exactly. And so, even just I don't the, want to say it's the template, but it's it is kind, it kind of for is, them, right? So in a way, yeah. And I love this one because coming off of City of Evil, it plays into that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Of you have the. Uh, the organ playing and you know the the slow build up of everything right and the mm-hmm. dueling guitars and then it's basically all hell breaks loose and that kind of thing i like i yeah. love that they're like oh okay we're going a bit more city of evil no have fun with this like, yeah <laughs> i, I <laughs> really, love that little bit of a misdirect so yeah it really does set the tone for the whole album as well yeah so um yeah, I think we'll leave it there because we're definitely going to talk more about the self-titled album later. I just know it's going to come up and you have yeah. things to say. So I'll, uh, I'll toss it over to you for your honorable mention here. All right. So this one was really tricky because I wanted to go between two different songs. Oh, I, I won't get into it because it's not the honorable mention. The one that I cast aside, though, unfortunately, was um, the stage from their most recent album, The Stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking about openers, right? And that's a beautiful one i think but i'll okay i'll keep it there okay <laughs> uh the, the song that i chose for uh, my honorable mention uh is so far away off of nightmare their 2010 album uh which very well could have been their last album actually they didn't know what they were going to do after they recorded that they didn't know if they were going to continue to go on tour or call it quits um just because that was after uh their their drummer uh, the rev died and mm-hmm. they didn't really know actually if they were going to continue or not without him so because Mm-hmm. Um, they were like childhood friends and everything like that, and it, it really struck uh, struck deep with with uh, the members of the band. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I'm very grateful that they did conti- continue to continue, right? But mm-hmm. um, would have totally understood that as well if they hadn't. Yeah. Um, but this song specifically, "So Far Away," uh, written by um, Sinister Gates, actually the the lyrics of it, which I don't think he. He, he doesn't normally or this might this might actually be the only one um mm-hmm. but gates knowing uh the rev the longest right this this is really the song as much as that entire album is a tribute to the rev this song is really for him right and about those experiences yeah. that they had and everything like that and mm-hmm. it really comes from an emotional place that i think really comes out in 
the lyrics and the execution of the music and everything like that too right uh, mm-hmm. whether it be sin's guitar uh guitar playing whether it comes from uh shadow's delivery of the lyrics and that kind of thing right um this this song is filled with so much emotion and i referred earlier to the fact that i had avenged sevenfold lyrics on uh on my shoulder and it is from this song so this song definitely strikes a personal chord with me as well mm-hmm. uh which is why it is my honorable mention so but on top of that it is it's a it's a beautiful ballad song and just in general it's a beautifully crafted song i think um absolutely yeah i I talked about the emotion out of it and that sort of thing because you can you can definitely have sad songs but they don't always um have the emotion out of it or that kind of Mm -hmm. thing and um and whatnot and i think like i remember listening to this song one of the first times like i guess really listening to it i guess like as i was just kind of getting into the band and it was watching the music video for it as well i didn't really know a whole lot of the backstory to any of these guys or anything like that but the fact that the, with the combination of the video itself, but the song would like was able to, you know, get you teary eyed a little bit, misty or that kind of thing, mm-hmm. right? I think really, um, they they really put themselves into that track. I think so. It, not to say that tell, they don't yeah. with other ones, but it was it was mm-hmm. a it was a different type of putting themselves into it. Yeah, for sure. Like they obviously have other ballads and stuff, but they're not mm-hmm. known for their ballads like some bands are. Like, yeah. Guns N' Roses is the first one that comes to mind, and especially because Guns N' Roses is kind of an influence of uh, these guys, I think. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it is. You, you would maybe expect them to be better at ballads, but the, uh, to me, this is like <laughs> really the only one worth talking about for uh, even just slower songs, in my opinion. Just because you can tell yeah. that, like like you said, that emotion that they put into this song is just so apparent with absolutely no context for what the song's about or who these guys are like yeah. you can tell like oh this is one of their top songs it, it like it easily is it's mm-hmm. um, it, it it's the only ballad that i would say i regularly listen to unless i'm listening to a whole album front to back yeah from them but it's yeah it's it's just such a powerful song i i agree with yeah 100 so beautiful song so yeah all right let's get into the main list Okay, what everyone's here for. Yeah, so <laughs> we normally do top fives, but we, we just physically could not do a top five, We so we extended to a, a top six. six a little bit. But, um, yeah, there, there's tons of other songs that didn't make the cut on here that we might list off at the end just because we like to, or we'll tie them in with other ones. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll get them all in, don't worry. But these are the ones that we uh, we have deemed um, officially, unofficially, the the top six, and it is not up for debate, but you can try at Quack Report. <laughs> <laughs> Please so, do. I would love. To, I would love to talk yeah. about this more. <laughs> uh, honestly, it is up for debate. Like, if you're like, "What the fuck? Where's this song?" Like, yeah, it, it's very possible that, and, yeah. and this could change day by day. This is how yeah. we feel today on on these songs. But um, in no particular order, the uh, the first one that we both agreed on that had to be on the list again. Not saying this is the number one Avenged Sevenfold song. It's just the first one that we're both like, "Yep, put it on." Uh, is a little piece of heaven off of their self-titled album. <laughs> and you Holy know that fuck. people who are Avenged Sevenfold fans are laughing right now. Yeah, <laughs> but they're agreeing at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, because like, I mean, if you know anything about this song, like, just at least like it lyrically, it's very out there. We'll put it that way. Oh yeah. And it's a beautiful like eight to nine minute track about a man who essentially kills his fiance 
and does not great things, very illegal things. Mm-hmm. And she like comes back from the dead essentially and kills him as well. And yeah. they live happily ever ever or happily ever after in a well, hunting they, afterlife essentially. They, they, they don't live, but so, well, they don't live ever but, after, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So un, yeah. undeadly mm-hmm. uh, happily ever after kind yeah. of thing. And but. we didn't pick this because we condone these types of activities. <laughs> but the story that they tell with the lyrics is mm-hmm. it's just done well, I think. And the the music as well just kind of supports that. Like they have you can tell that they have a lot of fun with this. Like the orchestration. Yeah. Yeah. Orchestration, we'll say. It's yeah. hard to use that word in the terms of like popular music rather than classical music. But the orchestration of this song really supports the just the how out there the lyrics are. Yeah. And it's also just fun to listen to. That that's what makes this so good. Yeah. So I had been the I mean, even the reason that we're doing this episode is more because I dive back into this band. So I've been watching like stuff on YouTube when I have a chance or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh so there there is a breakdown actually of this song on the Avenged Sevenfold YouTube channel. Definitely check it out because it's really cool, I think. Um, like that kind of behind the scenes stuff is the reason I went for my first degree in sound, uh, sound engineering and whatnot. So like that, that's the type mm-hmm. of stuff I like. Um, but they talk about how the, uh, the song was written, uh, by the drummer at the time, uh, Jimmy, the Rev Sullivan, and he and Sinister Gates had a band earlier in their, uh, in their lives called, um, uh, Pinkly Smooth, I think is what it was called. And it was nice. They, they they described it basically as like goblin rock or goblin metal kind of thing. So think of like kind of Halloween y mm-hmm. kind of thing, uh, very Danny Elfman inspired kind of stuff. Yeah. And definitely brought that influence into this track. Oh, which is even absolutely. more apparent with the fact that they had a couple of the members of Boingo Boingo. Um, helping with or like to record the orchestration and stuff like that so mm-hmm. um that's where you get you know those like the danny elfman kind of sounding horns and stuff like that because it's it's mm-hmm. pulling directly from that so and gotcha. using literally some of those members mm-hmm. so which that's is cool. that's super yeah cool. beautifully beautifully done as well and mm-hmm. um yeah so t- definitely take a look or at the uh, the breakdown that they do because they do isolate those orchestration tracks and stuff like mm-hmm. that and it's like once you hear them on their own you really start to pick that out of like oh yeah that's Denny Elfman <laughs> sounding type stuff mm-hmm. so yeah but, so and yeah I I just love this song with yeah like all that orchestration like, like you were talking about though like adding in the those uh you know like their band parts right of like the guitars and drums and that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. um i got i <laughs> with it's it's weird to say it just out of context kind of thing but i have good memories of this song because we recorded a cover of this track in our first year of university it was for a mm-hmm. project yeah. and this was your project actually mm-hmm. That's yeah. why I had to learn all the guitar parts for this, and I did do the singing on it, which was mm-hmm. in, which was interesting for me. So, because yeah, my voice doesn't normally tailor to something like this, but mm-hmm. it somehow kind of does at the same time. Yeah. Um, well, it just yeah, even though like th- this was 
like my project, you were in the studio for a good portion of it. Like, yeah. Helping me with other parts of it as well. And just the experience of trying to recreate these parts was a lot of fun. So it's you can interesting. Just imagine how you still much have fun that they recording, had by the way? It's got to be somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, we've got to find it. I don't it. know where, but it, yeah, <laughs> it, it's definitely it. out there. It, it's not very good. <laughs> I know that for a fact. <laughs> but uh, I think, again, you can just tell that we had fun with that as well. So yeah. it's just because it's a fun song. So Yeah. Well, and um, I love all like the ad-libs that they had in the track as well, like recreating those. As yeah. well. Like I remember we were just laughing about them and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, yeah, you can tell that they were having fun with it as well if you're watching those behind-the-scenes things and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So. But yeah, good good memories with this song. So. Yeah, absolutely. So maybe a little bit of bias there with uh, yeah with us putting that one in. But um, okay, let's uh, move on to track number two here. That we're we already almost at a half hour. We are not yeah. hitting the mark that we thought. <laughs> no. <laughs> so second one is uh, Nightmare off of their Nightmare album from 2010. Um, also an opener track. Also that an be opener noted. Track. So um, yeah. I think actually it's the. Yeah, it's the only spoiler. It's the only opener on this list. We we did have other openers, and we will uh, maybe now's the time to kind of talk to talk about some of those uh, sure. other openers again, even though we kind of already touched on it. But yeah, let's let's talk quickly about Nightmare as well. Do you want to start this one off? Uh, yeah, I can. Sure. So um, yeah, obviously off the Nightmare album uh, opening track. Um, this is so when this album was being made, they were just kind of finishing up their last demos and that sort of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. That was around the time that the rev had passed. So they scrapped a whole lot of the lyrics to a lot of these songs and wrote them more as tributes uh, to their, their lost friend. Um, however, this is the one song that the lyrics actually stayed the same as far as I can recall. Um by the sounds of it, because the Rev loves this song so much, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, just the it is a great opening track as well. You have the um, you know the dueling guitars in there as well, with the kind of goes and stops with the with mm-hmm. the drums, the double kicks and whatnot. Uh, yeah. Done beautifully on this album, uh, the drums by uh, Dave Portnoy. Um, oh, I why can't I remember? It's, it's on the top of my tongue of who he was playing with uh, just before that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, uh, I can't think of it either. I don't, I don't know why I can't remember right now. I'm going to kick myself later for that. I got but uh, yeah, done beautifully by him as well, the drums on this uh, on this album. But uh, yeah, really just kind of driving. This is a, I, I mean, yeah, Avenged Sevenfold is a heavy metal band. This is one of their darker songs, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um by you know the sounds of it and that kind of thing um and they were on those breakdowns as well they were kind of laughing how they were really diving into like just the holding on the open uh drop d chord essentially and yeah uh and just like just like you were talking about earlier just the chugs going along with it and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff um there's there was one part specifically that just i'm remembering from the breakdowns of it though that they were laughing about the one line in it though of um it's during that during the bridge of the song and it's like like because you have the back and forth with uh like the main line and i guess the backing vocal mm-hmm. and so it's like die 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 again die and they were just laughing about that it's like yeah die die again <laughs> so but 
Um, so now whenever I listen to that, I just start laughing apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this is, I mean, so many of these songs that we have on this list, I think you can show and get the idea of who Avenged Sevenfold is. Mm-hmm. If you were to if you were to have to sh- introduce somebody though, this has to be one of the top three songs at least. Yeah, I, I honestly think it's one of the first birds. that you have. Yeah, to. it's it's also probably what a lot of people's first experience with Avenged Sevenfold because Nightmare was a huge album. I, yeah, I, actually, I don't know. The self titled album has some good ones that a lot of people maybe know, but I, I I don't know. I think Nightmare is maybe second biggest at at mm. the time. Obviously, Hail to the King is one of their bigger ones, but that came after, right? So yeah. I, I think Nightmare really expanded their audience even more into like, mm-hmm. even just like rock fans and, and maybe grab some punk fans because um, I, I think their first, or their self-titled album, sorry, as well as their first ones, they, they were still very much just metal. And if you didn't really like metal music, you probably didn't really like Avenged Sevenfold. That You saw some of that branching out with the self-titled maybe, like, Mm-hmm. Songs like um, Almost Easy and Afterlife, I'd, I'd say. But yeah, I don't know. With Nightmare, I, I think that to me, that that was one of the first albums I knew of Avenged Sevenfold. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it, maybe it's just my experience and I'm just behind the curve. But I think Nightmare helped well, to expand yeah. them a little bit. So um, yeah, absolutely. The, the drummer for this album was Mike Portnoy. Dave Portnoy is a uh, internet celebrity with... Uh, barstool sports oh fuck me but, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> that's okay but yeah mike portnoy was the drummer on this and he is uh he's mike's the better player. portnoy i'm gonna throw that out there yeah <laughs> now that i'm realizing that yeah dave portnoy is a fucking idiot yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah mike portnoy is with uh with dream theater there so right dream theater yeah like i said i'm gonna fucking kick, kick myself for that later <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh there we go yeah so yeah uh, um, yeah, I think all, all the things that you touched on for Nightmare are the things that I love as well. And again, I, I love playing this song from, uh, I almost said from Dream Theater, Avenged Sevenfold. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, remember, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. I remember learning this song for the first time. I learned it on an acoustic guitar. That's fucking hard, man. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> and as soon as I like took it to an electric, I'm like, oh my God, this is so much easier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um. Moving on to our third song on the list, unless there's something you wanted to add about nope. Nightmare. But okay. Um, yeah, I mean, we already brought it up. I, I think this is an, another one of their ones that they kind of blew up as a band and like you would hear it on the radio and stuff like that was uh, mm. almost easy. That was a, uh, I, I think, a huge song for them. It was also on one of the Guitar Heroes, was it not? Yeah, I'm trying to remember if it was, I'm going to double check this. I think it I'm was wrong. Legends of Rock, the third one. Um, but I could be but, wrong. Yeah, I think though that this song they pushed it up in terms of like when they recorded it because um, the first Transformers movie was being made and they wanted Avengers Assemble to do a track for it. Right. And this is the one I that they were doing on there. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah. So sorry, it wasn't the. Uh, Oh, it was okay. So it was originally planned to be on the original, like the first Transformers movie soundtrack, but mm-hmm. was not finished in time. It was included on the Transformers Revenge of the Fallen soundtrack. That's right. Yeah. Um, but uh, which I feel like we need to do a breakdown of those movies at some point. 
Yeah. I think sure. that'd be kind of fun. We, we definitely need to talk at some point as well about that album because I, back in the days when you actually had to buy albums on yeah. I, iTunes or, well, I mean, you could buy songs, but um, yeah. I, I actually did buy that soundtrack because it's full it was good, right? of, of good tracks. Yeah. <laughs> good shit there. <laughs> yeah. But this was the, the first song that I knew from that one. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's a, I, like, I know that song. I'm going to check out the rest and see if it's just as good. And it was. So I yeah. bought it. Yeah. There you but go. I, I totally forgot about that until you mentioned it. That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, this was another song written by the Rev as well, and you can definitely hear it in the. I mean, obviously he was the drummer. His drum parts are fucking insane in this. Like the dude oh, yeah. brought in a double, like, has double ride cymbals. Yeah, which is so cool. What other drummers do you know, or other songs that do that? Even literally none, <laughs> not at all. Yeah, but it sounds so cool. Like it's, it does. It immediately stands out to you. Before I, like really knew anything about drumming like i remember hearing that song and i heard that double ride and i was like that's just what? different it, <laughs> yeah like, it's you don't hear that and i love playing this song because of that but i always fuck that part up because i only have one ride symbol so because <laughs> it's a, and it's like so fast too so i'm like over here and then i have to go over here and it, yeah but really if you actually look at him he has two on both sides and that's what makes it easy but it's yeah. uh yeah, it's so cool. it, it makes it almost easy. I should say. almost easy. <laughs> you <Hey>. can say. <laughs> oh God. Uh. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I love this song as well. It's such a this. This is another one of those songs that I think has to be in that top three if you're showing it, like showing the band to somebody for the first time, mm-hmm. because they do so much in this track. Right? They do have. We'll call it the ballad section, I guess, in mm-hmm. the bridge. Um, Even the chorus and, is almost ballad-like. Like it's right. They kind of have like the the doo-wop vocals into, like, in the back, right? And, yeah. It, it. I think if I'm remembering correctly, it kind of goes into halftime compared to the verses. Compared to the verses, yeah, it absolutely yeah, yeah. does. So, it's, but it really yeah, slows like, it down. Yeah, it slows it down, but it's still driving. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, again, I I watched so many of the the breakdowns lately which i think kind of worked out actually for this mm-hmm. um the piano part that they have playing uh during like the intro and um during the chorus or whatever it's mm-hmm. derived from the terminator 2 theme oh cool <laughs> so now if you go listen to those two you'll you won't fucking unhear it <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i'm sorry to ruin that for you but um like the fact that this song which is a pretty heavy song i would say derived originally from a piano piece is kind of interesting so Mm -hmm. yeah that is very cool i didn't know that but i'm gonna have to check that out and do a kind of a a b comparison of those and see if i can pick it out (laughs) just just the tracks itself Mm -hmm. so yeah just again to your point though about how this should be one of the first songs you show someone if you're introducing them to avenge sevenfold it's probably one they've already heard as well like i I think this was i before Hail to the King, I think this was their biggest song, probably like the most listened to. It's mm-hmm. and just because it's been out there, it's uh, and like all over things like on the Transformers soundtrack. And I, I'm 99% sure it was in a Guitar Hero. I, I guess, uh, don't remember yes, which one. It was uh, Guitar Hero 3 Legends of Rock. Okay, cool. So that's what I said. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And then was got it. Also. <laughs> Again, Wikipedia is not 100% accurate, but normally they get these kind of things right. Uh, yep. The song was also in Rock Band 2 and Need for Speed Pro Street. Yeah, so it's so. like people have probably heard it and just maybe haven't put together, oh, this is a very yeah. sevenfold, and then they check out the rest of their stuff. But Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, it's 
it's probably one that you've heard over your 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 lifetime. My uh, mm-hmm. my my girlfriend too, even though she's not really into metal. Like I sometimes just to bother her, like in the car for road trips, she's like, <laughs> just "Oh, just put on music, whatever." And I just put on like <laughs> the most metal songs I can think of like in that moment. So I put on uh, Avenged Sevenfold one time and she was like and started with this album and so critical acclaim comes on and she's yeah. like it, it comes starts no, no, melodic, no, and then no. there's the scream right and she's like turn this off i was like you said and yep, then almost anything, easy came on and it yeah almost any uh, almost anything almost easy came on and she was like oh i think i've heard this one before so like yeah it's, it's just one of those songs that's out there so yeah exactly um but yeah uh, man our transitions i think are going so well with this one is there anything else you want to say about almost easy no, just do it. <laughs> okay. So with uh, Almost Easy being like all over video games and stuff like that, that's one thing I think Avenged Sevenfold is really good at is like just getting their music out there so that other people can hear it like through other mediums um, or media. Media. Yeah, mediums was right, I think. I think it still works. Think, doesn't matter. We're rolling with it. This isn't a, yeah. an English class. <laughs> the, uh, they, they did the, the songs or some songs for... Uh, Call of Duty as well, like specifically for video games, not just, oh, here's this mm-hmm. song, put it on your video game. Uh, so Carry On is uh, has made our list. And I, I even remember hearing that one on the radio too. Like for a, a song written for a video game, it, I think it got a lot of plays and publicity and is it, actually a really good song. Yeah, I'm just going to double check uh, on that as well. Um, I thought you were going to go with the transition for like, so we'll carry on with carry on, but (laughs) no, (laughs) not forcing it that much. (laughs) Uh, let's take a look here. If we got a, yep, here we go. Uh, yeah. So the, uh, the song hit number 18 on the U S rock airplay, uh, Mm -hmm. for billboard and number 20 for rock songs. Um, yeah, mainly just charting in the states, but uh, still, a, a song for a video game peaking at number eighteen is pretty good, honestly. Oh yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> but um, that's I believe this was actually the first song that. Okay, so this one I might have not right, but um, Mike Portnoy playing on Nightmare was playing what the Rev had tracked during demos. Mm-hmm. From what I can recall, at least they I think so didn't, as well. They yeah. didn't want him to really change anything. They wanted this to be the Rev's last thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so if that, if I'm remembering that correctly, this song I believe is the first thing to not have the Rev's influence mm-hmm. uh, on. Um, this is where uh, Aaron uh, Elige comes in on the drums to play uh, his first track as uh, a member of Avenged Sevenfold. Um, I think at the time, just considered like a studio drummer, um, wouldn't be officially part of the band, I don't think, until Hail to the King. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the, the the thing for me that I remember from about this song is the music video for it, which was mm-hmm. set in the video game itself in Black Ops Two, and like they, you know, they animated each member of the band and had them play a show and stuff like that, and included. Uh, a couple members of like the video game itself in uh, in I believe uh, oh man is it Woods and uh, Menendez I think um, one of the good guys and the and the main baddie of the of the game but uh, just 
the ridiculousness at the time of that music video, but was so awesome mm-hmm. at the same time. This was just a personal thing, and I totally get that. You know, we've come so far in you know video games and animation and that kind of stuff. It bothered me so much watching this music video though, and the guitars like in bass not having straps. And it bothered me about oh, yeah. the Guitar Hero <laughs> games as well. Whoever is playing a guitar that does not have a strap to, to hold yeah. the guitar, it bothered <laughs> me so much. But, um, uh, but yeah, just remembering um, this song and just like those memories to it. And yeah, playing uh, Black Ops Two. I remember we played a bunch of this at your house and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So I remember yeah, just yeah. like like one v one battles and stuff like that. But, uh, um. Yeah, I, I I really like this song too, and this is again another this is what Avenged Sevenfold is type track, right? You get mm-hmm. the dueling guitars right off the bat, and then right into the hard chugging, and the like. Sin Gates has an amazing solo on this track, as he does almost every other track that, they, yeah, that Avenged Sevenfold <laughs> has. But yeah, um, it's just like this one just feels different, but is still them at the same time. So yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. it's uh I looking at it like in in the whole context as well. It's um obviously with them not sure if they were going to well, I guess carry on after nightmare with um the passing of the rev. But the it wasn't really an intended pun. It I just yeah. can't think of a better word, but um <laughs> just to kind of almost ease into it and like be like, okay, let's put this one single out here and and see if it works. See if we can still be Avenge Sevenfold. Yeah, and I, I, honestly, like it. It doesn't sound much different. Like I think mm. it, it's almost like they still tried to capture the the sound of the Revs drumming and and that character in the rest of their um their music. And so it's, mm-hmm. but it was almost like, okay, let's test. Let's see if we can still do this. Let's e- even just for them, like not even just for their fans, being like, oh, can we still put out music without this guy? It's like, can we? ourselves still physically be okay with making music without our friend right and yeah um, and then they after that they went into albums again so it was yeah well i was gonna say you actually did did you read up on this track beforehand or no i didn't no because you i think you actually pretty you pretty much nailed it um in an interview with uh blobbermouth.net um m shadows was quoted as saying uh I want to be more vague. Sometimes I feel like my lyrics uh, meander a little bit and our songs are so big. I need to write more words that are necessary. Uh, I wanted to leave these lyrics more open-ended. I felt that the term carry on was perfect, not only for the characters uh, in the video game, yeah, uh, but for Avenged Sevenfold moving forward. So I stuck with that. I just wanted to write some epic lyrics you could think about when you're driving down the street or on your house. So you're, yeah, you're not wrong in thinking like cool. yeah, this is a song for them to keep going and whatever. So well, that, then they, they nailed the purpose. <laughs> like the, then the lyrics did their purpose. Like that, that's exactly what I got. That's from why the I was song. like, did you yeah. read up on this before? No, like you nailed it basically yeah. what their thought process was. But, but I mean, also it's just like a random single thrown out here. You know, yeah. two years after the album, and then there's no other album to go with it, and then an album comes out. What what was the next one? Like a year later. Ish. Uh, yeah, a year later, let's hail to the king. Yeah, so it's I don't know, just call me Sherlock Holmes, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking elementary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. Um, let's uh, let's take it back a little bit to uh, an earlier album 
with uh, City of Evil and, and talk about that a little bit. So the, the song we have picked from that one is Bat Country, which I think is pretty obvious, honestly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like that's one of their first bigger songs. I don't want to say big songs, but bigger songs. It was definitely one that brought them a little bit more into the, into the spotlight, I would say. Yeah, so they they were still they were definitely getting the spotlights mm. uh, on uh, Waking the Fall and the album before yeah. that, but this one really started yeah. to push them. I think songs like uh, Unholy Confessions and Chapter Four, just to Excuse slide me. those other ones we were talking about in there. Like yeah. th- those were obviously bigger songs, but still, if, if you didn't like metal music, you probably wouldn't really hear it. But this uh, backcountry was, yeah, it's exactly right. It put them more into the spotlight. That's a good way of putting it. So yeah. Um, this track uh, peaked at number sixty on the Billboard Hot 100 uh, in the states, which is like the like main chart. Yeah, um, was number two on the mainstream rock tracks and number six on the Hot Modern Rock tracks. So nice. yeah, this song definitely put them up there. And uh, is the song itself is certified platinum, uh, selling oh, wow. a million over a million units. So that's crazy. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a good song. It's um I, I think it's almost their first kind of dive into I don't want to say fun songs, but like you, in this one you can tell they're having fun. Yeah, just kind of those not to, wild ride type songs or whatever. Yeah, not not to say that they didn't have fun recording other ones cuz they probably did, but it's actually like apparent in this one. Like yeah. You can you can just feel all the their energy coming from it and uh, again, it's another fun song to play both from a drummer perspective and I, and I can't speak from guitar, but <laughs> Oh, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's, it's just a good song. It's, uh, it's like, I feel like we're just repeating ourselves, but it's, <laughs> this is what Avenged Sevenfold is. It's like fun, fun metal music. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, which is kind of overlaps with punk, I guess, which is what we like. And, and punk music is supposed to be fun, right? Generally. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So. Absolutely. Um, I forget where I was gonna go with uh, with this. I, I had something that I wanted to say, but I don't remember now. <laughs> <laughs> was it about City of Evil in general, or? Uh, yes, it was actually. Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just talking about this album as a whole. I, I thoroughly enjoy this album. The one thing that just it doesn't put it at the top. Like if we were talking about like a top albums kind of thing by them, that doesn't put it mm-hmm. at the top. It's M Shadow's delivery during this entire thing. I don't know if he was sick or he if he was being kind of instructed to sing like this, but compare this album to everything else that they have done, and M Shadow sounds very nasally to me, and it bothers the fuck out of me personally. Yeah, it could it could also just be the like mixing of it as well. So that could be too. Yeah, yeah. just like a, a very hot mic or something like that. But mm-hmm. I mean, go take a listen to it now and compare it to anything else. It just it sounds like he's very stuffed up, yeah, or that kind of thing. So they, I'm not, I'm not he, sure why. He also like transitioned more from screaming to singing um, between Waking the Fallen and, and this album. So part of it could just be mm-hmm. less singing experience. Like obviously he was still a good singer, right? But yeah, I, I well, guess I th- just more I think- learning to use that that singing voice rather more. than the screaming voice a little bit more. It, it might have just. Yeah. Been a bit of a learning curve. I don't know. I'm speculating. I literally have no idea. Yeah. I, not I, I that know I'm a good for, singer either, but <laughs> I know for sounding the seventh trumpet was very was very scream and hard. Like it was this is the hardcore scene at the time, right? In California. Yeah. Um 
but they were trying to slowly transition out of that going into waking the fallen so that's why mm-hmm. there's even more it's about a half and half kind of there between yeah. scream and singing and then like the whole idea was okay by album three will be just to melodic and stuff like that but then they were really able to experiment um more musically as well right and try different things and whatever and yeah. uh and stuff like that so gotcha yeah so it's uh and again just to talk about the album in general the opener of this one beast and the harlot is phenomenal as well I yeah to put this on here so yeah um, very good yeah okay anything and else this song about? i was gonna say this song yeah. quite a few people would know as well especially if you're playing uh any video games as, mm-hmm. as well right so this song was uh on nhl 2006 with uh vinnie lecavalier on the cover if mm-hmm. i'm not mistaken yep. uh madden nfl 06 um ssx on tour saints row 2 and guitar hero warriors of rock so nice yeah this was i guess without really realizing it this was my first introduction into introduction Avenged to Seven. Fold, yeah i think I this had was NHL mine as well six and yeah, yeah and I, or, oh I, no sorry i guess i guess for me because i had nhl 04 it would have been uh chapter four was on that from waking the fallen oh yeah so that would have yeah, been so, my introduction i guess mm-hmm. but so yeah i i wasn't really into the the metal music back in the day so i i turned off certain um soundtrack songs which i couldn't imagine why i would do that because you're giving yourself less things to yeah. like listen to and now in the game even though there's like i don't know 12 or 15 tracks you like you hear them so often you're like oh my god this fucking song again yeah but, i think um, i think the most recent nhl is like 20 tracks actually and i've oh really i've yeah and, and i've definitely been critical over the last few years with that video game just or like that franchise mm-hmm. um yeah. and even to like they, they always have like a few songs that are good but then some that just kind of feel like they're missing the mark a little bit mm-hmm. i've been thoroughly enjoying the nhl 22 soundtrack honestly like it's it's mm. the soundtrack is, itself is what I f- would just normally listen to actually. So I oh, haven't gotten cool. sick of it yet because yeah. there are artists on it actually that I just normally listen to. So nice, yeah. yeah. It's been enjoyable the, for me. Yeah, but with this one, I I did actually I I know I turned off um, backcountry because the uh, yeah. Remember when you could only, turn off individual songs? <laughs> yeah, the the <laughs> or you could like two songs that I had on menus and stuff. Yeah, like that. Like, yeah, yeah, that's right. Fuck man, I, I want the, that uh, kind of stuff back. <laughs> but. The one I had was uh, "Loyalty" by American Head Charge, which yeah, probably uh, most people might not know. I guess you would, but and the other one was "Red Flag" by Billy Talent. Oh, Fuck, I, I will never get sick of that song. No, never. That's good, that's good <laughs> shit. They they really nailed it putting that song on there. But I had "Backcountry" turned off. I'm sure I I had heard it, but um, dumbass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I, my life would have been so much better if I had Avenged Sevenfold in my life longer. Same with Follow Boy too. Actually, yeah. I still listen to Follow Boy anyways. But yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I, not I guess technically the first one I heard. What's that? So you can't not listen to Follow Boy. Oh, I they said imagine not listening to Follow Boy, and I was like, no, <laughs> I won't imagine that. <laughs> uh, also, if you want to hear, I, we did a. We did an episode for Fallout Boy as well at some point. We did. Uh, you want to go back in the Couldn't catalog? I don't remember where the fuck it is, but uh, yeah, if you want to hear our thoughts about Fallout Boy, because we definitely do deep dive into them as well, because that's one mm-hmm. of Carter's favorite bands, and it's it's definitely up there for me. It's a, it's a top ten yeah. for sure. Um, yeah. yeah, definitely go back and you can uh, you can listen to that. So mm-hmm. for sure. Um, okay, last song. I was gonna say, do we want to take a quick? Uh, break to oh, give I our, totally forgot <laughs> give our buddies at DraftKings a chance here before oh, we just completely wipe oh, the shit. Table off. <laughs> yeah we, we should definitely do that <laughs> all right so we're gonna leave you in suspense for song number six in our top six 
right after this message. NFL fans, are you hungry for a big win this week? Well, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner, chicken dinner, it's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use the promo code THPN, and bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and you can win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win. With promo code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, we're back for song number six of our top five Avenged Sevenfold songs. I feel like if I feel like, like I kind of wonder if anybody's guessed it. Yeah, I don't know. No. I mean, we we have kind of talked about it quite a bit already. It wasn't in our honorable mentions, and I, I feel like this is an obvious one. Honestly, like it's yeah. not like. Maybe almost easier carry on and a little piece of heaven. If we left those for the end, people would be like, "Okay, like which one are they going to pick?" You know. But yeah, with this one, I think it's it's obvious. It's objectively because it has you know, as you said, the most plays on Spotify, and it's it was one of their biggest albums. You still hear this one on the radio. I, I think it it's safe to say that as a whole, this is probably the biggest and most well known Avenged Sevenfold song. It's obviously up for debate. But uh, this song, if you haven't figured it out already, is Hail to the King off of the album of the same name from 2013. Like, everybody everybody knows this song, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. They have heard it. If, if they like this type of music, rock music, I would say, they know Hail to the King, right? Mm-hmm. So, and I don't know. It's, it's, just, a, it's just a good rock song. Like, this mm-hmm. is... To me, it's it's nothing special, but it's almost like, how can I put this? It's like the ACDC of Avenged Sevenfold songs. It just does the simplest things well. And there's some flashes yeah. of like cool stuff here and there. But it, it just shows you like, it's just like, this is Avenged Sevenfold. This is rock music. This is what we're all about. Here's a song. And it's just a good song. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very much intentional, actually, with this yeah. whole album uh, as a as a whole, right? Because mm-hmm. it was them. Uh, I mean, you know, there's definitely there's people saying like, "Oh, this uh, this means war." Sounds like I can't remember the song off the top of my head, but like this Metallica song and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But I, I think it was it it was definitely a kind of a tribute album, but still being Avenged Sevenfold, right? To yeah. the bands that they grew up listening to. We were talking about it beforehand. And I was saying, um, uh, "Doing time is very much a Guns and Roses song and stuff like that." Yeah. Um, so this one is 
you know the the title track of Hails of the King. I I can't really like you know place it to any specific band is kind of a tribute thing, mm-hmm. but it's Avenge. This is Avenge Sevenfold stripping it back like the bands that they grew up listening to. Mm-hmm. It's almost like I a tribute to rock music in general. Exactly. It's it's bare bones, but it's driving at the same time, right? Um, mm-hmm. But still has, like you said, that Avenge Sevenfold flash of. Um, you know, Sin Sinister Gates playing that beautiful uh, opening like lead line that follows mm-hmm. throughout most of the song and whatever, and um, just the the subtlety, but not at the same time of the dueling guitars, um, just playing melody essentially during the chorus and whatnot. And mm-hmm. uh, this is just a a great song and a hundred percent one that like you're playing in the, in the locker room or something like that, right? Oh it yeah, just gets, gets you going right and just. Just mm-hmm. that kind of chugging, but at the same time, you'd thoroughly enjoy to be in the crowd of a festival listening to the song or whatever. So yeah, yeah, exactly. But, so honestly, I think this was a good one to end on because yeah. it, it just kind of wraps up everything that we we've already kind of talked about into a neat little five minute package, you know? Yeah. Or however long the song is, I have no idea, but yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's about four or five minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so it's yeah it's it's. I don't know if if I was gonna if I was gonna do this list over again, I I know that I wasn't maybe a big fan of putting this song on there. There was other ones that I might have wanted to put on there, mm-hmm. but I think if I was doing this again, this song would would have to stay on there. Like mm-hmm. the other five, you could make arguments for other ones over Popping top of them. And, yeah, yeah, but realistically, you can't do an Avenged Sevenfold top five without Hail to the King. Mm-hmm. I don't think in my it's just, it's just there like it, it has yeah. to be right so mm-hmm. yeah because yeah, yeah exactly. like we've talked about it just encapsulates what this band is I think to and mm-hmm. and for this one like I was saying just to their their barest I think right it's not trying to be crazy flashy and that kind of stuff and multiple layers for uh like sonic reasons and whatnot this is stripped down bare bones rock and roll essentially so mm-hmm. yeah exactly okay. I think that wraps up the uh, extended Quack Report Unplugged. Quack yeah. Report Unplugged um, Director's Cut, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> director's Cut, Snyder Cut, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let us know if you, there's any songs you think we might have missed. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know, Shepherd of Fire is one that comes to mind. Tell us which song you'd take off to put Shepherd of Fire on here. Go ahead. Yeah, I dare there you. you. Go. <laughs> At Quack Report Pod. <laughs> That's your challenge for... This week. Good luck with that one, Nate. Um, <laughs> uh, Nate, where can they uh, disagree with everything that you said uh, about Avenged Sevenfold <laughs> and how much your music taste sucks? I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, first of all, if there's any Avenged Sevenfold slander, you will be th- very promptly blocked. Uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> we're, we're all open to our own opinions, but just know that yours is wrong if you don't like this band. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, then again, though, if you've gotten this far, you probably like the band. You can talk to me at Tate Namas, T-A-T-E-N-H-O-M-A-S on Twitter. Uh, and myself at Carter underscore Potts, P-O-T-T-S underscore 97 on Twitter as well. Thank you guys for tuning in to this episode. We will be back with a live episode talking ducks, talking what's quacking and everything else uh, on Wednesday. We will see you guys then.